Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Couple Shift. How are you? My name is Maria Leandra, and this is my handsome co-host. Jules. My husband. I love him. Now he's looking at me funny. Now Cue the music. Funny. <laughs> this is episode seven, and today we're talking about a few things, including what it's like to have a three-nager. That's a three-year-old toddler, in case uh, you were wondering. Cue the music, babe. Oh, I can. Okay. Cueing, cueing the music. All right, so here we go. Um, I love you, babe. And today, I just want to start out by saying that I was listening to our podcast this morning because after we record one, I listen to it. I guess it's like quality control. Obviously, he edits it, and then he's like, "Hey, babe, just take a let's take a listen and let me know if you know we're good to go." Like a second set of ears. And I'm in the gym. I'm listening to it, and I'm cracking up. I'm like, we just recorded this podcast and I'm listening to the recording and I'm just cracking up. So, and then we were listening to the last bit in the car. We were both cracking up. So I think that's a good sign that you're doing something that you enjoy. Yes. <laughs> Why do you look at me like that? I don't know. I just look at you. Just... <laughs> it gives me these eyes, the eyes. She breaks the fourth wall of radio <laughs> all the time. No. <laughs> what what is what even that? that? No. No. But it sounds exciting. It sounds... Now I want to do it. Relatable. <laughs> Anyways. Now I want to do it. I also want to um, acknowledge and send some love to uh, to our fam, our family, and especially your your sister and your mom, one of your sisters and your mom. We were talking about the podcast the other day, and they were complimenting you on your radio voice. Oh. And there it is. Thank you. Yes, yes. We love you, ladies. And also, what's so funny is um, his mom, my mother-in-law. Hi, mom. She was saying how it reminded her of an SNL. Oh, because my sister-in-law played this SNL clip for her, and she was you cracking up. You can't just up. say played this SNL clip. It's the most famous. I know. I'm going to say it now. I'm just, I was just building up the, the tension. <laughs> He's like... Raising... <laughs> The, the dimmer switch. Dimmer switch. Oh, so slowly. Oh, so slowly. To keep you informed. I think at some point we're going to have a t-shirt that says something about the dimmer switch. Anyways, um, merchandise, babe. Merchandise. Merchandising. <laughs> merchandise. Merchandising. Got it. Got it. So, sweaty balls. Of course, everybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm waiting for comedic intervention of some sort. You want me to say nobody can get enough of my sweaty, sweaty balls? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that? Is that what yes. you were looking for? Oh, sorry. Well, Thank there you, you. go. Because, <laughs> yes, Enjoy. babe, you do have a very sexy radio voice, uh, podcast voice. All right, so let's get into the meat of this, shall we? Today we have, there's two things we wanted to dive into. Um, what was it, babe? Remind me of the, I know about the three-nager, but there was another <laughs> one. You just read them to me. Um, yeah, what we wanted to talk about today was, uh, what do you want Ah. Uh, Yes. To model Thank you. for your kids. Yes. So let's talk about kids. So any parents out there, hey parents, and um, any future parents out there, hey future parents, this episode is for all of you. So we are the very proud parents of a almost three-year-old, and he's going to be three in just a couple of days. So he's basically three, and he's fully entered- Basically 25. <laughs> he's fully entered three-nager status. So anybody who has ever had a three-year-old, raise your hand. Please tell me that what we're going through is normal because Jules and I are shaking in our boots on a daily basis. 
Skyler is an incredible kid. He is. He's very loving. He's smart. He's very... I want to correct you. You're shaking in your boots. I... What are you doing then? And waving my fist in fury in the air <laughs> of why is this child doing this? Okay? Touché. I am not shaking. My, I'm not I'm not holding that spoonful of jello in Jurassic Park freaking That's out. That's me. That's, That's you. That's me. That... Me is the yes. semi-nervous... Um, grin that steve carell does in that meme for the uh the office where he's like yeah Whoa. yes yeah. i am totally the you're the one that's Jurassic freaking out park holding i'm the one full of jello like shaking i've used this gift very to describe frust- yes what i'm feeling with my son um a few times mm-hmm. and so but the core of the episode is you know we're going to talk about the three major in the room because hello it's what we're living and that's what the podcast is all about but we really wanted to dive into this idea of what what being conscious of what we're modeling for our children every day. And we thought about this topic because as we explore how we're shifting, how things are shifting, how you as listeners are, any, any shifts that anybody is experiencing, how we can model that through this lens of what our children experience And I'm a huge, huge believer, and I say this all the time, is that, you know, when we rise, everybody rises with us. And I use this comment a lot with my clients. I primarily cater to female clients. And these are all women who are on a mission to really up-level their lives. But you get a lot of these like, oh, but my kids and oh, but the family and oh, but da-da-da-da. And then I say, yes, and think about what you are modeling for your children the more you step into your power, the more you step into decisive action, the more you chart your course and design your life, that's what they will experience through you. So oftentimes we think we're making a decision in, you know, pro our kids, whether it's, you know, time and like money investment, time investment, anything that would serve us and our self mastery. We're like, oh no, I can't do it because of the kids or this or that. And I want everybody to realize that you should do it precisely because of your kids. Like you should be very intentional about how you live your life and design your reality because that's what your kids are experiencing. And what a powerful gift to show them what's possible when a parent steps in and really believes from a space of vision and responsibility and a space of resilience. And it's not like it's, oh, that's the easiest thing to do. It's you know, parenting is, is a, is, is a challenge. It's a balance. And we only have one kid. Um, and he's a great kid, but it's still a challenge. Sort of. (laughs) What's the sort of, are you counting Nova? No, I'm saying he's a great kid. Oh, (laughs) babe. No, he's wonderful. We've had a couple rough nights. It's been, it's just been a couple rough nights. Two o'clock for some reason is it's, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon for him recently yeah. and he wants to go out and play and it's like go back to sleep yeah he's uh and it's not like a baby where a baby's crying and just needs to be no it's i have to negotiate with this yeah well i don't i don't like i don't negotiate but i it's like he has to you have to explain to him why he needs to go to bed and yeah. it's super frustrating and he's getting so particular about oh his gosh. toys the placement of certain things what he goes to sleep with, how he how the sheets, how he's covered, and he's very particular, and he can get quite bossy, which is one of those things that you're like, wow, I, I really want my kid to develop that sense of like, you know, speaking his mind, 
and leadership. This is a little OCD for some for some of the things. That, but yeah. yeah, but then you're like, it's this fine line of okay, great, I'm I'm raising a leader and. Well, and then to bring it you're back not to the boss, yeah, exactly. Bring it back to raising a leader. Um, bring it back to doing those things that that we need to do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked to before, two episodes ago about mom guilt, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna be gone. You're gonna be gone, and um, yeah, for a, a, I'm a, gone a, right a now. Piece. As you listen to this podcast, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and. Uh, I know many people would be like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do oh, that. Yeah. I have to be there. And the th- and there's a balance between those two things. Obviously, we need to be there for our kids, for a lot of things, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we can't re- forget who we are. And, and and the kids will see that. Yeah. And be like, well, he's ambitious and he wants, us, he wants or she wants to do whatever they mm-hmm. want to do. You know, and they'll emulate that yeah. in their own lives, right? Yeah. It's not going to be like, no, I can't do it because this, this, and this. Right. I feel like we come up with excuses and then they see that as, okay, so that's what I have to say. I just have come up with excuses. Right. For not yeah. to do something. Yeah. And I love how you use that word ambitious. And I want to presence that it's, it's, it's ambitious and not from a place of, you know, um, oh, if, you know, you got to like hustle and you gotta uh, i mean yes there's obviously a certain amount of that action so it's not princess we, we and the de- frog we de- you're saying come in an action. you gotta dig a little deeper <laughs> right i gotta work extra hard yes yes because that was me for a long time and i'm still oh yeah you're still there. i'm a i'm i am committed right, I'm saying af it. i'm saying it okay oh boy here we're it gonna comes. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna throw this back about i'm glad you brought up the extra commitment ambition and attack so when I first started dating Marianda, uh, well, not when you first, when we first, when you first started dating, when we first started dating, but over time, she told me a story where when she was a kid that she had a project to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know where this is going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she had a project to do, and it was about on what was it, the Caribbean islands Island, or something? Yeah, islands in the Caribbean. Islands in the Caribbean, and there's hundreds of them, right? And uh, the teacher asked for her to choose one. It was six. It was oh, six islands. Okay, now it's okay. It was always six. It was. Yeah. Oh, I felt like okay, whatever. Six <laughs> islands. Yeah. And write about them. But Literally, what? like write put one picture of the island that represents them in a little like caption. What, what grade was this? I don't think you ever this told me. This was fifth grade. Okay. Okay. Fifth grade. All right. So fifth one or sixth, I think. One fifth. island. Put a caption about something specific about the island. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go ahead and tell the lovely ladies and gentlemen what you decided to do? Well, not you, but... <laughs> Thank you. What ended up what happening? What ended up happening is, so the teacher gives that assignment. I go home, and my dad was always very involved with everything that we did. Hi, Dad. I love you, Dad. And um, I tell him, hey, Dad. So the teacher asked us to pick, it was something like four to six islands, in the Caribbean and put a picture and write a caption. And he used to work in a radio station in Puerto Rico. Um, and he had all these like magazines and stuff. And so I knew he would be, he would support me in finding the pictures. I was like, Hey dad, if you can just bring me a magazine or something, I'll take care of it. He was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I could see, I remember, I remember how his eyes just opened up and lit up. He was like, just six islands. No, 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 no. Why don't we do all the islands? <laughs> all the 
200 and islands. some odd islands. I don't even know how many. We're talking about the British Virgin Islands, U.S. Virgin Islands, all the... The little ones you don't even know islands. about. Islands, <laughs> precisely. And he got super excited. And I remember that feeling. I just remember that moment of looking in his eyes and thinking, what? And then like, oh, oh okay, okay. But look, this is a perfect example of what what we're talking about, what we want our kids to... Yeah, totally. Because in that moment, it was like, it wasn't enough to do the six islands. Yeah, no. And there's there's a dual, there's a dual conversation, like a dual like, okay... There's always more, which I'm wired to. I, that's I'm a visionary. I see more than just the six islands, right? So yes, yes, and and I'm also I find it very difficult to know when to be satisfied with enough. Satisfaction is something that satisfaction and fulfillment diffi- around eludes her at times. Eludes me. But so, so so what ended up happening? So was, what ended up happening was we went on this mission. We bought the biggest poster board I've ever seen in my life. This big white <laughs> poster board, and we cut out all the freaking islands, and we placed it. I remember. I mean, I must have had glue on my fingers for days, and write a little caption and the whole thing. I remember this just. I, I could smell it, and I took it to the teacher. <laughs> you could smell it. I took it to Jeez. the teacher. And a couple days later, she gives everybody back their projects. And on the corner of the massive white poster board was a little red 96, 96 out of 100. I still remember that little number. And I yep. looked at her and I was like, oh. It should have in, in, in my book, if I was a teacher, <laughs> I should have been 76. And you were a teacher. I so. know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I would have given you 76. <laughs> you don't follow the directions. You are a teacher. Um, so... Yeah, so I, I looked at her. She was like, yeah, you didn't follow the instructions. That's exactly. not what I asked for. Yep. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I go home with a massive poster board under my little fifth grader arm. Still a 96, though. Damn. And, and I'm like, I'm like, so, um, Bobby, I got a 96. And he looked at me like, but, but we did all the islands. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it just, he, he just, he was like, like flabbergasted. This is a classic story that encapsulates my drive. And God yeah. love my dad for instilling such a hardworking and pos- possibility attitude in me because he was always, he always saw it is your, beyond. It is your greatest strength and also your weakness. Yes. Oh, babe. There it oh, is. I, that's what I truly. So when she, there's times where we're talking or having a conversation or she's doing something uh, when she was at her previous job. And she's like, oh, I do this, 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 um, whatever. And I just look at her and I go, 200 islands. It's like, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I got 200 islands. Yeah. And then she's like, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. 200 islands. I don't even know if that's the number. We just use that for dramatic emphasis. I don't know if it's dramatic it emphasis. It was a lot of islands. I really think it's something like that. It was it's, a lot of islands. Yeah. For um, sure. And so, and so again, and I have, I have just amazing things that my father instilled in me. And also there's this awareness of, you know, when is enough enough and sort of how, and how we then, um, how I translate that to how I relate to Skylar. And I'm very present to not making him feel like that. And I think we pick up stuff, you know, we pick up, it's, I call it like building your formula of life. And so you add, you subtract, you pick up, you also get to create your own formula, which is part of why I'm so huge on designing your life because we have all of these stories, all of these patterns, all of these behaviors that of course we then transfer onto 
our how we're be, how we're relating to our husbands, our partners, our children, and we get to look at that and see what works, what doesn't work about them, and know that we can create our own formula. We get to create our own formula. It's actually um, really challenging when we live by what what happened before and when we're not aware of it and we're not willing to know that it can absolutely shift and change. Yeah. And do you have any any story like that, hun? Of I'm trying to think of What do you mean? In like in of my your childhood. Early, my Charlie Hill. Not not of that specifically, but something that you know like really marked your reality. I'm trying to think of ones that you've shared with me. I don't know. I I would always remember when I'm writing a report or something I ask my dad for some help mm. and the little help I mean he helped but it was more of like he was trying to get me to get to the finish line yeah and I would get so frustrated oh. writing these projects and he's like whoa well, what if you did this and I'm like did what I don't know what yeah I'm asking for your help yeah and I was, think and we have our dads are actually very similar they're both very smart men they're very articulate and they're very like um very knowledgeable yeah and so there's always like more you know, yeah, it's yeah. like the answer is never black and white, which I love because I loved asking my dad questions because I would get the best explanations. It was like, <gasps> like a class. Or, or a run-on sentence. <laughs> and that's probably because, why I also talk a lot. And that's why. Yeah, dimmer switch versus <laughs> me, light and, uh, on and off. Like, I feel like I, 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 I just want to get to the point. Like, yeah. let's get to the point. Like, yeah, that's totally you. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I have here in our show notes... And I'm trying to, we're going to figure this out right on air. Oh boy. I, I wrote this note here that we wanted to talk about. And it literally is the quote is, What am I not saying? Oh. <laughs> Can you remind me <laughs> on what we were discussing about this show note here? What am I not saying? So, and uh, to transition. Dear so, Sherlock. So, quick, quick recap of what we've discussed. Um, you know, the drive for our kids. I mean, what we model for, we our, model kids, for yeah. our kids is, you know, we, we cannot forget to our goals as individuals, not mm-hmm. as, you know, we can't forget those goals. Yeah. Uh, because to think that it's, it's selfish, uh, to think that, uh, it's uh, like you no, become no, 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 a parent no. and you take, forget you yourself, forget yourself, you forget yourself and you can't do that. Um, it's not good for the kids. It's not good for them. Yeah, because then that's what they're going to do. Because then when they see is, oh, this person is a parent. It's we not all, an entity. And then we all, they're not their own person. Right. And we also have to balance that. We can't, you know, do the 200 islands all the time. For sure. You know, because. But so. <laughs> I love you, Dad. So there you go. Thank you, Dad. There I you go. You, Dad. Um, but I really, this, this question is bothering me. This statement, this quote here, what am I not saying? Well, what are we talking about here? What were the, we talking about? I think about? this I provocative forgot. question came about after... A fight. <laughs> is it usually what it is? <laughs> you know what, what happens now behind the scenes is we have arguments or we'll have, whether it's an argument or a funny moment, and we'll look at each other and it'll be like... Write it down. We're oh, talking about it. this is going on the podcast. <laughs> so we did that. We wrote that down. What am I not saying? I know it's a well, fight because I, I, I got, we got frustrated with each other and... Yeah, I think it also happened after we recorded, sure. I don't know if it's episode six or episode five. It tends to happen that way. No, it was episode six, I think. Yeah. And as we were walking over to the kitchen, we were talking about expanding on something or whatever. And I said to you, yeah, babe, it's like, what are you not saying? And you like, you like lit up with that question because mm-hmm. it's a really provocative, juicy question. And you immediately wrote it on our board in the, in in the, the kitchen. kitchen. 
and you were like, I kind oh, of oh, we're talking, oh, we're talking about this next. I recommend time. that for people who have kitchens and have an empty wall. It's like whatever. Get that Rust-Oleum chalkboard <laughs> paint and just paint a square and put it framed with like little frames. And there you go. You have this. Oh, oh yeah. Let me just write this down. This I have a I have a bottle opener on there. And so and what's funny is it's not into the bottle opener is not screwed into the um, uh, like the studs because it's against. Well, we live in Miami, so buildings are made from concrete. So there's like little furring wooden strips on the concrete it's hard to find um so if you open the bottle opener if you use a bo- the bottle opener on the wall without holding the top off it'll just rip it off the wall so i literally have on the chalkboard hold here <laughs> pointing on top of it so you can pop it without breaking the pulling it out of the drywall i know it's lazy i know i can do a better job but i just haven't felt like it. you haven't decided to do it because now we know decided Jules has to decide. I do. I do. Like To follow said. through. Yeah. When you decide, you follow through. That yes. was my big aha moment from the last episode. Yes. Like, when I fully decide, when I fully commit, that's it. Yeah. We're so different, aren't we? We really are. <laughs> we're very complimentary. Yeah. We're very different. So what am I not saying? Now, I interpret that as I tell you something, you get mad at me. That's always usually how you interpret things. Sure. Like I'm about to get mad at you. And it's not true, guys. It's I mean, not true. Cause and effect here. I mean, I, I mean cause and effect. I'm you know, my science background <laughs> mm-hmm. mind is He's got a chart somewhere. Observing He's got an Excel spreadsheet somewhere. Don't you guys wish tracking the behaviors? That you can have a DVR of your life so you can rewind and like, look, this is what you said. Look, you see, this is what I said. <laughs> and you interpreted it this way. <laughs> so I think that's what the conversation was. What am I not saying? That we're the, the miscommunication that we had or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was telling you that in the, and I've talked about this a couple of times because I'm, I've been in the midst of very powerful leadership training this whole year. I'm actually about to travel this evening to San Diego for more training. Um, and one of the huge questions that they ask in this particular uh, training is, um, what are you pretending not to know? which I find like just like, whoa, what a question. And it's kind of along the same lines of what are you not saying? It's like, what are you not saying? What are you pretending not to know? And it's, it's, it really calls to, to being radically honest. What was that noise? It's the squeaky chair. I hope it's not coming in. in the. (laughs) It it might be, but I hope, you know, if you're wondering what that noise is, it's just a squeaky chair. Don't worry. So yesterday we had the the van (laughs) sharpening knives. Not yesterday. What am I saying? Episode six. Uh, the last episode, we had the, the van sharpening knives, and now we have a squeaky chair. <laughs> Continue. Yeah. So what are you pretending not to know? What are, you, what are you not saying, squeaky chair? The squeaky chair clearly has something to say. And it's just an invitation to be radically honest. Okay. Ra- radical honesty is yeah, I truth, find- truth, truth telling at the, at the like, like, I wrote this incredible book called Radical Honesty. I'd recommend it for anybody who has an issue with being truthful. And that book is like, take it's hardcore. The guy takes it like to the edge. Who's the director? Director. The book. It's like a book. Um, Who is the, it's actually I mean, right behind you. Go get it so we can tell, we can okay. tell them what the, what the author is. It's right behind you on the second shelf right there in the middle. It says radical honesty in the middle. I'm looking. Middle shelf. I, okay. You see, what are you not saying? <laughs> what, are, what are you saying too I'm much saying- right now? These are the moments, ladies, when you get up and you do it yourself, but no. 
Can you give me a color of the book? It's gray and white. Gray on the top, white on the bottom, half and half, right in the middle. Bingo. So this guy, he goes, he's like, like. His name is Brad Blanton. He's a PhD. <laughs> hey, he wrote it on there. He wrote PhD. He wants people to know he's a PhD. He did. And it's so fascinating because he goes into that in the book. And you, babe, are you are a proponent of radical honesty. I wish you would read this book. He's not a huge reader. I am a massive reader. He's not. But maybe you should listen to the audio version. You will love that book because you'll be like, yes, 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 yes. Totally like off the subject. To the guy. I don't like people that when you go to them and you barely know them or you don't mm-hmm. talk to them. And you're like, Mr. So-and-so. And they go, Mr. So-and-so is my father. I am Dr. This. Wow. Hey, listen. Okay. I have nothing. I, I apologize just... for calling you Mr., but you don't have to be a, you know, a bleep about it. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Come on. So radical honesty. And I love how this is like come up after our, like, what do you model for your kids? Right. Because again, it's this balancing act. And so this guy is a huge proponent and really believes that you know, the, the truth will set you free. Aha, uh-huh, that's cliche. But it really is the case um, that we that the biggest illness and the biggest sickness that human beings suffer is not telling the truth. It's not being authentic. It's not being honest with each other. Right. And that's what breeds a lot of the issues that we have um, around us. So asking a question like, what are you not saying? What are you pretending not to know? It really calls forth your own honesty and integrity with yourself. Because we're afraid to speak the truth. Yeah. We're afraid to... I think a lot of our fights are actually related to us And when I say speaking. we, I'm saying like the general we. Like oh, the, I'm like talking human, about us. Oh. But no, yeah, no, I don't... I, so, but see, let me rephrase that. Because I don't know that we're afraid of speaking the truth. No, I'm just saying there, there's times... Like that you we, and me. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we we're ta- getting better we, at it. We're getting better at it. I think absolutely. But I'm, what I'm saying is most of the time our fights or our frustrations with each other... Um, have gotten to a point because we haven't said something to each other. True. That we have not totally really shown, uh, really said the truth, and then it boils over into an argument. Yes. Almost. Right. Yes. So. Yeah, and then it begs a question because Jules is the kind of person who's much more deliberate with his co- deliberate's not the word. He's much more um, like straight up with his conversation. Like there's Isn't less of deliberate? a filter. Deliberate, yeah. I think deliberate works yeah. fine, yeah. So deliberate, very like straight up with his conversation. There's way less of a filter. Yeah. He feels like he has to filter himself around me. I do know that because we've yes. talked about that. I have more of a, I used to have more of a filter, less so now because I have found new tools and ways to express myself and be authentic. I think, I think, and I'm, I, I hate to generalize, but I think that for women, we've had this thing ingrained in us where it's like, you know, uh, sort of keep quiet and not ruffle the feathers and not, you right, know, right. this is sort of what we're taught and maybe not even directly, but this is, this is, this is the environment we've grown up in for the most part. So I think it's, it takes a little bit more for us women. And again, I'm generalizing, but to, to be intentional about speaking our truth and not holding something back. Like, what are you, what are you really trying to say that you're not saying? Yes. Jules teaches me a lot about how to be very clear cut with communication and I've learned how to express myself in ways that he'll understand better and it'll land better with him because we have different styles and from Mars women are from Venus Mm. (laughs) 
I don't know why I said that. I just felt like it fit. <laughs> it felt like it fit. That book is from the, what, like 92 or something? 98 I don't maybe? know. Who cares? But the point is. That's it's adorable. Kind of true. Yes. And so, but the point, but, but the bottom line is that being radically honest and then that even spills into, of course, the conversation of how we, what we model for our children, how we raise them together, because he has his perspective on how to raise Skylar. I have my perspective on how to raise Skylar. And I'd say that we're fairly aligned big picture, but there are many, many nuances in our understanding of how to relate with Skylar that are different. Oh, they're yeah. different because of our upbringing. They're different because of our personality. They're different because Jules for many years worked with teenage boys. And so his sort of concerns about how Skylar will develop into the future are, are like, I think, um, colored by that experience. Like you have that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like PTSD? No. <laughs> But well, I mean, there's a. I think there's a bit of. I think there's a bit of that because it was is an intense well, it, I mean, container it, to be in. It, yeah, but I, I think guess, you have you because you worked with so many teenage boys. That's not an experience that I have. So for you, it's no. like very. It's very present. That's it, a like, big thing. I, you don't. It have, informs how you behave and how you relate to Skylar. I, I feel think. like you can teach people, but you can teach adults. You're talking about me. Yeah, like you, because you've your experience. Your experience uh -huh. has been that you've been able to teach adults, people that already know what right. they're in their career, right. what they're doing. And what you're doing now is you're helping. You're not teaching these. You're not. You're coaching them, mm -hmm. which is very different, but it's adults. And what I've dealt with for a long period of time is talking or working or helping or teaching mm -hmm. um, young developing kids, mm -hmm. mostly boys, but... Um, yeah, it's a it's a totally different dynamic. It's it's so different. It's so and so she may see something. Uh, there may be a situation where she would react in a certain way. And I in my mind are like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it this way. Yeah, and it's happened before. We've clashed before. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I, you know, I, I don't want to be like one of those I, that thinks, oh, because I dealt with this. I know what I'm talking about. No, I, I I'm always learning. Always learning. I feel like you always have to continue to learn mm -hmm. in life and in everything. Um, and uh, I'll look at the situation. I'll look how she reacts to it. And I'll be like, that's not going to help the situation. It's yeah. not make it and I have the, and same, sometimes, and the same instances where I'm like, right. I look at how, how he reacts to a certain thing. And I'm like, that's not going to help the situation. That's exactly sure. what I'm thinking. And so how does radical honesty, bringing it back to that, the truth, how what we're modeling for our kids, how we become more just, you know, what 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 we're not saying. Like what are you not saying? How what how, are we not saying? How does leaning into that really support yeah. raising a child and designing a powerful life? Yeah, yeah. It's all it all goes back back all blah, blah, goes back to the intention. Like what are you committed to creating here? And so if you're committed to creating a solid foundation for your child and relationship with your partner, then that means you got to get uncomfortable and tell the truth to your partner, like speak truth to your partner so that you understand each other better. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Does it? You got it. No, I think we're not honest see your with head each shaking, other. Babe. I know you're right. I know. I forget. One day they will. <laughs> and that day will come. 
Why did that? Uh, when we break the fourth wall, <laughs> the fourth podcast wall, we're gonna destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I agree. Um, and being more truthful to our kids too. Yeah. Ooh. You know that that's probably the hardest, right? Mm-hmm. Because. You tell one little white lie and it can lead down a rabbit hole Boom. of like, oh, God, what what am I going to do now? Now I'm way off track. Yeah. I've opened up a can of worms. You know, one way that I try to always be in integrity with Skylar is I don't like to, you know how with kids, especially with toddlers, you're always like, well, if you, you know, you're not that you're bargaining with them, but you're you're creating sort of. This is where I rewards kind of, or right. you're creating. I'm I know I'm going to parents are shaking their head everywhere and. My mother-in-law, my mother are probably shaking their... No, they're not. They're not. They love me and they love us. What I'm trying to say is I've, I'm very conscious of not telling Skylar something that I'm not going to follow through on. I'm very conscious of speaking from a place of what I know I can deliver. And I think that's important, but at the same time, he doesn't So I'm not going to promise him... Right yeah, but I find that that's important for me and my integrity with him. So even... Like, he, he's not going to understand it now... Yeah. But I think he understands more than we give them credit for. And even when he was little, I was like, I'm not going to say something to him he's that I can't little. follow through on. He thinks he's a little. He was littler. He, he thinks he was he's a littler. That's a. What was it the other day that he said he was going to go in the car or something? And I said, Oh, you want the keys to the car? He was like, See. Sí. It was just very funny. I don't know, but there was one thing that he said that you needed to go to timeout. That that oh was yeah, hilarious. he's 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 tried to put me on timeout a couple times. One he's, of them, I actually sat down in timeout. So did he that pretend I could that he he didn't grab through. your hand and like pretend to hit you, hit him yes. or something? And he goes, "No, you got to go to timeout." Yes. Like, what the, what the oh heck? yeah, because we have one of the things we we've established here is because he's in a stage of he gets frustrated a lot. His he reaction his is arms. to swing and hit us. I have scars on my face from it, and so. <laughs> He's got a black eye. Um, uh, no, he doesn't. So what we've established and we've agreed upon, Jules and I, is if he hits either one of us in a state of whatever, it's like, you know, then calmly, it's like, okay, you go to timeout. And we sit him down and we do the timeout thing. And so he wanted me, he pretended, he grabbed my hand so that I would like hit his arm or something or his, in his thigh. Um, his mommy, mommy timeout. Yeah. And then he wanted me, he wanted to put me in timeout. And then he said that I was sad because I was in timeout. So I, I agree with quiet. you that he's able to observe these things and he's able to say those big things. Time. That's a big thing. Absolutely. But not everything. I, I don't necessarily think uh, certain of the things that we do. But this is okay. I think this is a good thing because we're telling each other this stuff and yeah. we're talking to each other. And I feel like a lot of parents don't do that. I feel like a lot of parents, either one of them just closes his mouth or one of them doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like I heard on, um, I, I didn't tell you this, um, I love Lewis Black. I think he's hilarious, the the comedian. Um, and he has on YouTube a live show every time he's on tour. It's like the last ten minutes of his actual stand up comedy, and it's um, and it's called the Rent Is Due. And so it, it's a live broadcast, yeah. and you can watch it live it's or the clips funny. that they they save. And it's just he's just reading people's emails that sent to him about their rants or being upset. And there was one <laughs> about a wife. So pissed off at her husband, not doing anything, it just sits there. And then the guy has the audacity to be like, well, they don't want me to do anything. 
um, because they just want mommy. And she's like, well, of course they want mommy because she's the I'm the only one doing anything for for them or whatever. Uh-huh. Basically, I'm just giving you the PG-13 version of that because she is just losing it in the email. And it's hilarious. But that's a perfect example of she's ranting about this. Do you think that she's probably really sat down and talked to the husband about mm. this or, or had that confrontation um, with them? And maybe she has, but again, a conversation mm-hmm. can only happen. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. So is he really opening himself to actually do to listen to what she has to say? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. another story. But it just shows how communication and being authentic with each other and being truthful with each other is so important. And also we'll show in the kids because the kids don't even no, we want mommy to do it because you don't do anything mm-hmm. or whatever. We don't like. Whatever the case, and and they're picking up on that, so yeah, it's very important. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, there's some more juicy stuff to uncover on communication for a future episode for sure. Let me tell you, there's plenty it's of juicy stuff about com- communication yeah. and issues and. And by the way, if uh, now that I'm what saying am I that, not saying? if um, as you guys are listening to these podcasts, um, thank you, and um, you have any requests, just put them down in the comments, and we'd love to. You know, anything that you want to hear on any topic, any questions. Or shoot us an email. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, it's in the show notes, right? In the description. It's in the description, the website, our website. The email. I don't know. And the website, too? <gasps> I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know. You can shoot us an email at uh, julian at com or ma at com. There we go. So there you go. You have it there. Or just hit the website and... and yeah. Shout out. We want to hear it. Shout out. So that is a wrap for today. Another juicy episode is in the books. Put the dimmer down. Put the dimmer down. Yes. All right, it's guys. Gonna be a t-shirt. I love you, babe. Love you too. See you later. See ya. Bye.